This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 401. How to think like a lawyer when you learn English. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 10 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. Today, you'll get three actionable ways that you can immediately improve your English communication skills by thinking more like a litigation lawyer. We have a guest today on the show. Our guest today is not only an English teacher, but also a former litigation lawyer, originally from London, who made the career switch to teaching English a few years ago after he earned his teaching qualifications with Cambridge CELTA and TEFL. He provides a variety of interesting services, from proofreading for European energy companies to writing website content for Italian businesses. Our guest today is Michael Chambers. Now let's meet Michael. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Michael, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? Thanks for coming on. All right. Thank you, Lindsay. Nice to meet you. Thank you for welcoming me onto your program. Absolutely. Welcome, welcome. So I heard that you used to be a lawyer. That's right. Yes. In, in England. Yes. In London. Oh, my gosh. In London. A lawyer in London. What kind of law did you practice? I did um, personal injury, medical negligence, perhaps you call it tort law in America, I don't know. Um, injury law, uh, okay. Injury mm-hmm. law, yes, right, yes, and in some aspects of insurance as well. So, oh, wow. Uh, we, tough- call, uh, yeah, we call tort lawyers in, or injury lawyers in Britain ambulance chasers because they're following the ambulances. <laughs> Maybe we... We call that from you. I don't know. <laughs> I think we have that expression too, ambulance chasers, okay. right? Because you are going exactly. to represent people who have been injured, right? Well, exactly. But I was the, on the other side. I was trying to, you know, hold back the tide of claims. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, so what was that? I mean, what was that like? How did you like being, did you like it or not so much or? Yes. I mean, uh, as, as we can all imagine, it's very stressful, um, occupation, especially litigation law, you know, so it's, it's exciting. There's always drama. There's always something new. Um, it's quite intellectually challenging. So, um, So I, I reached a point. I decided that I wasn't going to aim for the top as a lawyer. I had other interests. Okay, I like that. And then you moved in to become an English teacher. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Something I had thought about for some time. Um, even as a lawyer, I'd always had um, foreign friends, and I'd help them with their English informally. You know, correcting them if they wanted. So I kind of had the sort of an interest in that on the side. You know, I can speak. Um, French and Spanish and you know, I'm oh, learning okay. Italian now actually so I, it's uh, something which um, something which suits me you know it, uh, yeah it's such a cool transition and I bet you enjoy your day-to-day life quite a bit now working with students and helping them with yeah, English I do, yeah it's very different <laughs> to being a lawyer yeah it's it's uh, very interactive you meet people from all around the world you know you experience new cultures different mentalities 
and just lots of in, lots of interesting people. So uh, in a in a slightly more relaxed environment, uh, obviously you still got a job to do, but um, yeah, but yeah. I enjoy I enjoy the the interactions with oh, students. Very cool. So Michael, I thought that we could learn something from you and learn from the mind of an ex lawyer. Oh, so dear. <laughs> I think our listeners could really benefit. It's so interesting. How what could our listeners learn? from a lawyer about how to learn English? Like what can we take from that mentality and how mm. can we apply it to learning English? Do you have three tips for our listeners today? Well, I think, uh, yeah, the first tip I would get, a, I would want to get across is the idea of um, preparing well and presenting well so that mm. you can deliver your, um, your speech in a very calm and structured way. Um, often um, people make a mess of their uh, their speeches in English because they haven't prepared them well enough and made them clear and well structured. But mm-hmm. once you have a very good um, structure in mind, you know exactly what you're going to say. That gives you a lot more confidence, and you'll um, you'll you'll speak to the best of your ability. So mm. so obviously lawyers have to do that. They can't uh, improvise, <laughs> or at least they shouldn't improvise. <laughs> so, um, but there's no reason why students can't. Uh, prepare well and obviously for many exams you do prepare well with a, a good structure so yeah so, give yourself an easy ride by preparing your structure of, of right. the structure of your speech well and how what does that mean exactly more specifically what is what is the structure of our speech well essentially introducing it um mm. well you know telling your listeners what you're, you you're going to say okay and having a number of key points okay and just making it simple you know the the old firstly secondly lastly on the other hand on this on one hand on the Transitions, other hand yeah so yeah so don't make it complex you know you're going to tell the you're going to tell the courtroom <laughs> that you've got <laughs> five points to make they're all ready to hear those five points or maybe three points or whatever it is so yeah. and then make them simply so don't uh, you don't have to create an essay. You don't have to deliver a, um, an erudite, long and complicated essay. It's uh, it's more bullet points, but obviously well well crafted. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. I think this is more important than we realize because our listeners need something to grab onto. They need a reference mm. point. They need to know where we are in our presentation or even just our yeah. conversation, right? You then get good feedback. You know, they're hearing you, they're listening, they're taking it on board. They want to hear the next thing. So you feel more confident as well. Yeah, the worst right. thing is when you start going off on a speech and then you're just, then the, the people, your listeners are lost. You can tell they're lost. You don't know how to <laughs> rescue yourself and it, you kind of go down a hole. Exactly. So that, can ha- that can happen to anybody, not just. Um, people learning English can happen exactly. to native exactly. speakers as well. So, Well, so that our listeners don't get lost here, let's move on to number two, Michael. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what would be okay. your second tip for how our listeners can think like a lawyer when they learn English? Well, I think there's some um, good expressions that you can incorporate into your speech, which are quite formal, mm-hmm. um, but are not too complicated. I mean, things like we need to consider all aspects of the case. Mm. Uh, what does the word aspect mean? This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. 
Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Aspect, um, all uh, elements or okay. parts of the case. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just aspect. I guess it's a slightly more formal way of saying part. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's consider an aspect. They're very commonly used together as a as a collocation so Uh um you know if you found the collocations dictionary you could experiment with that um and likewise with with some idioms which are very common in the legal arena uh for example uh we shouldn't accept that at face value you know i like that idiom i like that what does that mean michael we shouldn't accept it just uh, as it's presented without we should examine it we should um probe and investigate to test if it's true you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's not just uh, assume that it's true because somebody said it yeah uh, that's the whole point of the legal process so right. there's lots of expressions to do with trust and evidence and exp- uh, and investigating mm-hmm. which are commonly used in um in the court process litigation process which can be you know borrowed and used i mean i would I'd just say that it's probably worthwhile experimenting with them with your teacher first because you know, it's yes. Uh, yes. To, to use idioms for the first time is, is um, you know, it's uh, ambitious. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> want to recommend that our listeners work with Michael, with you, Michael, or with another teacher to work on these idioms, right? We can't just read an idiom in a textbook and then throw it into our conversation. It's super important to practice it. Michael, do, yeah. you, do you teach your students any legal idioms, any idioms that have come over from your life in the legal world? Does that come through in your lessons sometimes? Yes, if they want. I mean, I teach quite a lot of business English and obviously le- l- law comes into business English, yeah. you know, so things like, mm-hmm. you know, contracts and warranties and guarantees and indemnities, mm. these kinds of things where there's a, a legal aspect to doing business. So, um, like so let me think of a, of an idiom. Um, something's under warranty, you know, um, under warranty. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that probably works in all English speaking countries, that, that expression. But so, you know, but you just, if you, if you practice it a few times, you get the feeling for it, you know, which prepositions to use it with, where to put it in the sentence, yeah. which context to use it in. So it just needs a bit of training and practice. Excellent. Um, so Excellent. don't, you know, don't learn too many idioms at the same time, you know, just maybe two or three sure. in a lesson that you're comfortable with. And that's, a, that's a result in a lesson when you're able to use just two or three really properly, really well. All right. You know, so, um, Very good. I like that. Thank you for sharing that, that second tip, Michael. What would be your third tip for how our listeners can speak English or learn English like a lawyer, as a lawyer, the way a lawyer thinks? What would be that third piece of advice that you have for us? Yes. Yeah, so the important thing in as a as a lawyer is to be precise and accurate to express what you want to say very very clearly. Okay. And that helps if you if you express things slowly, mm-hmm. um, you know, powerfully. Uh, if you look at the best uh, lawyers when they're delivering uh, their speeches to the courtroom, they're not afraid of pausing. You know. Yeah. I want to tell you a number of important things. Firstly, the defendant was, you know. So like you, you're creating some dramatic effect. Yeah. Uses, you know, you think, well, what's he going to say now? Um, so, and also you, uh, at the same time, you're buying yourself some time, especially if you're not, English is not your native language. You need time to think and to be, prepare yourself. So 
why not make use of that rhetorical device of pauses to to um, improve your improve your presentation, improve your speech? I really uh, like that. Yeah, Michael, I really like that point because I think that here in the U.S., even native speakers are terrified of silence. Right. Yeah, I mean, in Britain too, it's no different. So yeah. we're terrified of it. But if we can leverage silence and use it as a, a way to fill the space, and I think this is done really well in places like Japan. I think silence is used very strategically. And for our Japanese listeners, you guys should come back to our blog and type in Michael's name in the search bar and leave us a comment at the bottom of this post and let us know how you use silence. But mm. Michael, this is a great tip: use silence, use the slow speech to, to, to give an impression, intimidate mm. or instruct or have a presence. Yes. I mean, I, I, I sometimes would use silence in negotiating as a lawyer because yeah. some, when you say nothing, people start to give you more information. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's maybe a little bit manipulative, but you know, I'm not forcing them to give you more information. It, it's, exactly. it's a little tactic, um, which we can all learn. So, but then, yeah, so we'll actors, you just watch actors on stage, you know, there are times when they're silent, you know, and you, they create drama that way. And part of uh, delivering a good speech is to, to be dramatic in, a, in, in, in the right way. And, uh, so, um, but you need to practice that. You need to so practice that. You're confident, that. confident doing it. Uh, you need to know what you're going to say. You can't use pauses as way, as a way of, Covering up for a lack of preparation. <laughs> Otherwise, you can, oh, um, you know, that's right. Don't be that right. kind of pause. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. Good. Mm. Excellent. So, for our listeners, don't be afraid of silence. Use it strategically. So, Michael, I just want to recap what you've told us today in terms of how our listeners can start to think like a lawyer when they learn English and when they speak English. So, Michael, the first thing you said was don't be afraid to use idioms, right? Learn some common idioms, even mm -hmm. idioms that lawyers use and throw them into your speech. You okay. also said, yeah, you also said anchor your speech. Make sure you are organized. Tell people what you're going to say and keep them organized. Give them a reference point. And the third thing that you shared, Michael, was to be precise, be slow, be accurate, and don't be afraid to use silence. I love that last tip. I feel like I can learn a lot from that tip. And native speakers and our learners, our listeners can also learn from that tip. So Michael, it sounds like you would have a lot to offer some of our listeners as a teacher if uh, if our listeners are in business or in the legal field. Uh, I know that your schedule is super busy these days. Isn't that right? Yes. Luckily, I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly busy, so that's uh, it's always good to be busy. It's good to <laughs> be busy, lucky. but I think yeah. maybe in the months moving forward, you'll have a few yes. extra spots in your in your schedule. So we want to encourage mm. our listeners to go over and book a lesson with Michael if you want to work on more high level business English or legal English, right, Michael? So yes, yes, exactly, yeah, so, yeah. Very good. Okay. So guys, the first step to get a lesson with Michael is to register at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I. If you register on that page as a new user of italki, you'll get 10 US dollars off your second lesson with Michael or another teacher. After you've registered at that link, you need to search for Michael. Michael, uh, how can our listeners find you on italki? Well, I typed it in myself, uh, Lindsay, and you, you just have to type in my name, Michael Chambers, in the, the search box, okay. um, which appears on, I think, most of the, most of the pages. So Perfect. I'm the only, only Michael Chambers there. How, how do we spell your last name? Can you spell oh, that? Oh, yeah, for sorry. Yeah, it's C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S. 
Excellent. So some people say chambers, but it's actually chambers. <laughs> so tell us about a couple of your students now. Are they they're business professionals? Who are they? Yes, um, one uh, there's one chap from Poland who's um, a project manager in the IT field, and he's learning advanced business English with me. We're using some material from one of the uh, Cambridge business uh, English books, which I have. Okay. Um, so a number of um, a number of students practice there for IELTS, especially speaking, but also writing mm-hmm. uh, with me. Um, and um, I do some pronunciation work as well. So that's something okay. I'm looking to expand on. Um, some people want to sound like, I don't know, um, Ger- um, what's his name? Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm happy to try and steer them in that direction. All right. Very cool. Well, guys, I recommend that you go over and work with Michael if you want to work on your high-level business English or your pronunciation. So head on over there, guys. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash I-T-A-L-K-I and register today. Michael, thank you for coming on today. This has been really cool. I feel like I've learned a bit about the legal world, and but I'm glad you're in ESL now. It sounds like you love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do, yes. It's definitely a good move. Thank you for inviting me, Lindsay. It's, yeah, it's Michael. Nice, it's nice to meet you. Yeah, it was great meeting you. Have a good one, okay? Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you're taking your IELTS exam this fall, get our free IELTS checklist, the seven easy steps to a seven or higher on the IELTS. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your phone or on your computer. See you next time.